Letters from a Lonely Flyboy is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to another episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy, where my brother Clint and I will share letters from our father, Air Force pilot Chuck Cathcart, to our mother Renee in the early 1960s. These letters were written while our father was stationed in Osan, South Korea for 12 months. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Letters from a Lonely Flyboy. We're your hosts. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Thank you for joining us as we continue on this journey described by our father through his letters home. The letters in this episode begin on September 16th, 1961. And I'm going to go ahead and read the first letter. Well, half of September is gone. Oh, Friday, 15 September. Hi, honey. Well, half of September is gone. As I said, time does pass. Certainly can't say that it's rushing by, though. Flew again tonight. It's late and I can't get anything to eat. Guess I'm going to have to make a run on the BX and stock up on a few little things. Don't know what happened to the snack bar. I'll probably survive missing a meal, but sure could use a snack. Heard from both you and Dink today. Please quit worrying about your letters. I enjoy them and enjoy getting them. I know life is pretty dull, but I am interested in the little things. I sure miss them. Tell Dink I'll drop him a line tomorrow. Too tired tonight. Don't have any startling news for him, but we'll write anyway. The typhoon is arriving now and heading for the other side of Japan from us. We're only supposed to get some more rain and no big winds. Tokyo may have a little rough time if it doesn't lose a little steam after it heads inland. Hope it doesn't rain too much. They close the driving range if it gets too wet. That sort of ruins my Sunday afternoon. Sure seems like, like that dolly of mine is getting to be a character. Miss her badly. You too, and naturally, good old Dink. Sorry, these last couple letters have been so short. I will try to do better. Just heard the 11 p.m. news. The typhoon has hit southern Japan, and I guess it's really raining like the devil. I love you. See. Dad's really missing the little, the little things, and uh, Mom must be concerned about uh, the content of her letters. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. He's, he doesn't seem to mind that at all. 
And it's a bummer yeah. that he had to. Stay. I think she feels like they're, hers are um, kind of boring. Yeah. You know, just the mundane day to day stuff, um, what she does or doesn't do, and, and the kids. But um, of course, he's mentioned before. Um, that that's what he wants to hear about. Yeah, he's he's got to be really happy to hear about <laughs> that uh, that life is normal back home. So it's a bummer that he had to skip dinner. I remember when I read this letter for the first time, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> they closed the snack bar, and here he is uh, flying and uh, got home and can't find anything to eat. Yeah, I, d- I doubt that he, he was really, really upset because he did love to fly. And he yeah. remember he was having trouble for a while getting getting an aircraft and, and the time. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm sure he he he's happy that he flew and he'll he'll deal with the fact that he doesn't have much to eat. Yeah, I guess so. All right. That's about all for that letter. Um, would you please go on to read letter number 31? Yes. Okay. So this letter is dated Saturday, the 16th of September, and it reads, Hi, honey, I'm sure no mail will go out tomorrow or maybe Sunday, either due to the typhoon. We'll both probably have a number of days with no mail. Nothing is going in or out of Japan now. We have a guy trying to get out on emergency leave with no immediate prospects. I suppose you have... Uh, read in the papers about the Army troops here all being extended 13 months. The Air Force, um, or three months, I'm going to start that paragraph over. Okay. I suppose you have read in the papers about the Army troops here all being extended three months. The Air Force is studying the same thing. Nothing but rumors so far, plenty of those. If they go the same way, I'll be completely convinced that the powers that be have lost their minds. Have been reading De Saversky's um, latest book, America, Too Young to Die. He is almost convinced the whole military establishment is not thinking clearly. Wouldn't take much to make me endorse his ideas. <laughs> yes, the typhoon won't do as much damage to Japan as it could have since it swung more to the east. We didn't get anything up here except some gusty winds. Flew again this afternoon, and it was real good for at least 100 miles south. I'm up to my ears trying to learn a part of my job, about half, is dealing with the military assistant programs, Korea mainly. Don't know the first thing about it, of course, especially the programming end of it. What makes it worse is that I don't care to learn. (laughs) I sure wouldn't want to get stuck in this sort of thing. have to do it, though. Still take the pay, so I better do the job. Have found out, too, that I can't really trust the guy I work for. He told me that's Colonel Duncan, that he was all for me getting Butler's job, have found out that he's a yes man for the general and really worked against my transfer. Not that he knew enough about me to know whether he really wanted me here or not. No one has gotten out of the 314th since General Hutchison has been here, and I guess no one will. He keeps asking certain people to voluntarily extend. No one has done that either. (laughs) Don't understand the man. Surely he can't think that people can volunteer to stay here. He has his wife, number two, was his secretary a few years ago in D.C., and a pretty nice place to live, and still is on a two-year tour. Lots of people here are commenting about how I mean how mean I look. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't bother to explain, because I haven't really run across anyone I care to be buddy-buddy with. You know why, I mean. 
all lepergators. <laughs> I mean, real mean. Miss you all. all uh, miss all of you more every day. I love you. See. So lepergators. Lepergators. Um, I think that's some, you know, kind of a uh, some sort of a uh, homemade um, acronym that refers to uh, something that's uh, maybe a leopard and a gator. Gator being real mean, and a leopard being kind of a standoff. It's not particularly social, just a loner. Yeah, kind of a scary combination there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some yep. scary rumors about uh, tours being extended three months. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, you know, I wouldn't, didn't care enough about that sort of thing back in those days. Um, but apparently, the army looked at and and did extend their tours from thirteen to sixteen months. And you save a buck or two because you're not, you know, rotating people quite as often. Um, but again, most of those, you know, though all those people that are there for thirteen months uh, are on um, um, solo tours. They don't have their family, and so. You know their morale is going to sink, and their their uh, their ambition, their their right. uh, eagerness to do the job, um, kind of dwindles. I, I can well imagine. He mentions the book America: Too Young to Die. Um, yeah, I I did some googling on that. Um, so this De Saversky, um, uh, had I he had written some books. I think back as early as nineteen forty two, uh, mostly on air power. He's uh, like. Um, um, you know, air power being the future or air power being, you know, being supreme. Um, and then this latest book was actually published in 61 when dad was, was, I went to Korea. Um, and, uh, the guy was a major uh, apparently in, I think in the U S air force, but he, um, was a Russian American, if you will. Um, and, um, uh, I'm I'm kind of curious. I'm going to try to read the book. I think, but uh, I I don't I haven't been able to find too much of of a synopsis about what what really you know what what the text of the book uh, uh, told us. Okay, I put a picture picture of it up on our Instagram so people can find. Oh, it. Oh, good. Okay, with a Statue of Liberty and yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting cover. Yeah, and there's a several there's several different covers too. Yeah, that was just the most uh, the most colorful one, so that's why I chose it for the Instagram. Right, and so it's been under several printings, evidently. So I suspect it has. Um, it's not all that easy to find now, but you can find it. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. Do you know uh, what he's talking about? The military assistance programs that he's working on. Yeah, every, most of the places uh, in the world where. The U.S. military presence, um, where we have a presence, or um, we have a, an alliance, um, we have military assistance programs. In other words, military people on you know in country that are uh, try to assist in uh, their uh, the the home country's military uh, program. You know their 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 uh, military situation, or and or um, their 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 um, um, cooperation with the U.S. military if there is a U.S. military present. And, of course, there were there uh, were military um, people in U.S. military um, uh, people in Korea. Dad's not, you know, he's not in that role. He's in a basically a planning role. He's not a, a line pilot or anything. Um, but he is getting involved, apparently, with the military assistance program for Korea. Um, um 
and um, it's a new experience for him. He's not not uh, really been involved in that, and it, you know it covers all sorts of things like uh, if there's a problem, who takes care of it? You know, how do they work together? Who has priority? Who has command? Those sorts of things. Yeah, it must be pretty involved. <laughs> That's from the way he's talking about it. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, he talks uh, pretty frankly about um, that he knows what killed his judge, job change opportunity. Yeah, it looks like General Hutchinson, you know, he mentions him um, was a one-star general and he was the uh, division commander of the 314th. And, you know, apparently, as many people do in those kinds of jobs, they build empires. It's done in civilian life, too. I mean, if you have an office, you know, you need, you want to look important, you want to get a lot of people in there doing a lot of things, even though they may or may not be um, necessary. <laughs> right. And so Hutchison doesn't want to let go of anybody. He wants more people doing more things. And so um, then Duncan, um, being a yes guy, says, oh, yeah, well, definitely we want to, we, we've got to keep these people and we might need a few more. Oh, boy. Well, it's good. It's good that he knows. But boy, what a bummer. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go on and read now letter number 32. Okay. And this one's dated Sunday, 17 September. Hi, honey. Another Sunday gone. Slept in as long as I could stand it this morning. Finally got up and went to breakfast. No newspaper today, so I couldn't spend my usual hour at that. Sometimes, if the crossword puzzle is a harder one, it takes up just that much more time. Read old Desiversky's book until noon. Hit four buckets of golf balls and spent the rest of the afternoon and this evening finishing it with a break for dinner. Started to go to the movie, but the book dragged me back. It's a little technical, but I think you'd get a lot out of it. America, too young to die. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Miracles still happened. We get we got mail today, totally unexpected. Tell Sowers that Colonel Price is here all right. He's deputy for air defense. He will be moving to another tour soon. Same job, but he just won't be located here. He seems like quite a character from what I know of him. Kelly must have already forgotten what I look like. A young Richard Arlen yet. With this haircut, she probably wouldn't come near me now. I think the school system sounds okay. I'm sure Dink will move up without any trouble. My golf, or rather ball hitting, is going very well. I'm going to try to sneak out next Friday night and head for Seoul. They say it's so crowded that unless you get out on the course by 0630, you probably won't get to play. We'll have to see if the boss will let me off Saturday a.m. Sure miss all of you. I love you. See. So he's uh, trying to figure out how to pass his little bit of free time and uh, fill it up as much as he can, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reading and and hitting golf balls. Yeah. Yeah. But he loved to do that. So Colonel Price. um. He mentions Colonel Price uh, to tell, tell Sowers that Colonel Price is here um, and is head of, uh, oh, deputy for air defense. Right. So, the, um, yeah, um, Sowers, um, I'm gonna, thinking he was a major at that point as well. Longtime friend, um, um, and um, he... Um, had known apparently Colonel Price from some assignment somewhere. Dad had not met the guy. Um, and that's 
kind of a little bit unusual because TAC was not that big. Tactical Air Command, that's the fighters. Yeah. Um, uh, one, one arm of the U.S. Air Force. And um, anyway, he just – Sowers was, I think, stationed at Luke at that point or going to school out there. And um, and that was Luke. It was in our neighborhood right there in the Phoenix area. And um, so – we would we would see them from time to time, and um, they bought a house out in um, um, uh, it was it Sun City, I think, outside a uh, real nice neighborhood, exclusive neighborhood out in outside of Phoenix. And um, the so my, he was telling mom say hello to uh, the Sowers, both um, um, husband and wife, and let them know that Colonel Price was was actually in Korea already. He's a deputy for air defense. So he's a deputy commander for, um, air defense there for the U S air force. Uh, not, not, you know, not, not Mac, uh, V not, not Mac, uh, K rather, uh, not military assistance command Korea, but, um, uh, he, um, but he mentions that he's going to be moving to another tour, uh, soon, same job. I don't know really what that means um but just he'd still be in the same area doing the same job um but you know a friend of a a mutual or a friend of a mutual friend okay okay so mom sounds like she might be um talking about being concerned about the school system yeah and i have no idea where that comes from i don't recall her mentioning or complaining about it there I thought it was a pretty good school system. I I, I learned a lot. Um, uh, had some good good teachers. Um, so um, you know, and, and of course, I I generally tended to remember the ones. I only remember a couple, three of them. We had I don't know, probably five six classes. Um, so some of them were certainly more memorable or more capable, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, I don't know that we've ever. Uh, gone to a system where the students uh, actually grade the teachers. Um, <laughs> but I had, you know, through the years, I had some uh, moving around a lot, going to a lot of different schools. I had a lot of uh, good, good teachers. <clears throat> All right. Okay. We have one more letter for this episode, and Clint is going to read letter number 33. Okay. So this letter is dated Monday, 18 September, and it reads Hi, honey. No mail today, not expected, but I sure did need it. These clowns are asking me to write or say things for the boss that I don't and never have believed in. I'm caught, worse than I thought I'd ever be, by a guy who has no tactical background at all and is bound and determined to make himself a tactical commander, when in reality, and I admit getting down to basics, he's just a janitor, chief janitor, but still a janitor. If I spend 30 or more years after this tour, I'll probably still retire as a major. have decided tonight that I'll not compromise my own beliefs to someone who can't even talk intelligently about the business. Looks like almost everybody here will be a yes man but me. Can't tell you about what, naturally, but you'll come very close to imagining. <clears throat> Work till 8.30 p.m. tonight preparing additional answers to questions posed by a study I wrote last week. Tried to play the middle of the road on the study this morning. The remarks came back excellent, but now how about such and so forth? <laughs> boy, oh boy, when he gets those answers and really finds out what I think, the fireworks will start. 
Maybe he'll send me on an isolated tour. <laughs> I never have never seen anything so ridiculous in my life. Oh, Pause. <clears throat> and clear my throat. Okay, back. Outside a couple pages of groaning, I can't really complain. Should tear this up, but really, I don't know or trust anyone else enough to blow off like this. These SOBs have managed to get my interest up just enough to where they're going to have trouble with me from the general on down. The boss of my shop is a Goonie Bird type, and two navigator majors are senior to me in rank. The only other troop I in is another Goonie Bird type, but a captain. These are the guys planning a fighter delivered war as far as this area is concerned. Sweetie, I'm sick. Again, I'm sorry to cry on your shoulder, but I don't know any other. Somewhere along the high brass line, someone must know better than this. I hope that General Smart will take care of this once he gets his feet on the ground as boss of the 5th Air Force. Maybe I should relax and count days, but I couldn't handle this tour that way. I'm simply going to assert myself and let the chips fall where they may. Don't forget, I do love you. See. Wow. <laughs> so we get a, a huge insight as to the details of why uh, he dislikes this job so much and the people that he works with. Boy, he just doesn't have anything good to say about anybody. And he sounds, well, sounds like he's about to let the, the boss have it, but good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's, it's, uh, he's just going to. And that's he. I mean, that was him. He, if you're going to do a job, you have to do it right. You know, um, um, like, you know, if you were going out, to, sent me out to rake leaves and I just wanted to rake a few around the tree. You know, <laughs> the idea was to do the, do it right. Rake the whole yard. Yeah. You know, um, and that I mean, that was his personality. That was him. And, and so, what? you know, at first it looks like he was just trying to kind of go along and and give him, you know, kind of a, a, a milk, milk toast um, approach uh, answer. But he um, uh, he feels too strongly about it. And re recall, you know, um, that I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but he began his career in the Second World War. Um, he basically uh, went off, um, and he was a navigator in B-17s. So he understands uh, the bomber world. He understands um, how they look at the world and yeah. what their concerns and their priorities are. And he knows that since he be wanted to be a fighter pilot and became one, that his priorities and the way he looks at the world now, that's different. And unfortunately for these people, they're in a job working in plans and programs, which involves basically as he sees it, and probably I'm sure uh, he's correct. I, 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 I kind of gather that from what I see in, in, in our presence in Korea, even to this day, that if, if there were going to be a problem, if there were going to be a war, um, it would be a fighter-delivered war, you know, either fighters fighting fighters or fighters deli delivering bombs. Um, remember, he was in the Korean War um, and flew fighters, so he kind of understands what they're doing and what they should be doing. Yeah, it sounds like he understands really, really well and uh, yeah. is sick about what's going on. Boy, that's a bummer. So General Smart, yeah. he mentions, um, what does he have to do with what's going on um, with dad's job and plans? Well, again, General Smart is basically the commanding general of the 5th Air Force, which it controls all of the U.S. Air Force in that in the Asian theater. OK. OK. And so Japan, Okinawa, Korea, wherever. 
um, those people all somehow through their command chains fall under General Smart. Well, General Smart being um, the commanding general 5th Air Force and the 314th Air Division being a part of the 5th Air Force, then somewhere along the line, General Hutchinson has to um, report to someone, um, e either directly or indirectly, um, to General Smart. So um, he, it, it is his concern as to whether or not his people know what they're doing and are doing the job um, effectively. And so he's hoping that General Smart figures out that, well, they're not really, you know, they're not looking at the world the way the world needs to be viewed. No, it sounds like they certainly are not. Well, I can't wait to find out um, where the chips fall. <laughs> I guess we'll be finding out some more about that in the upcoming letters. And yeah, and, and I don't know how much we'll find be, uh, because, of right. course— the thing is, is what he's doing, uh, most of it is classified, so he can't put it in print um, for mom. He just kind of has to hint around the the uh, the edges. Yeah, well, he's pretty good at doing that, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you again so much for listening, and uh, please join us next time when we find out whether or not Dad, Dad's tour is going to be extended. And if you have comments or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy or at our new email, letters from a lonely flyboy at gmail.com. And um, thanks again for joining us. Love to hear from you. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. And thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We would love your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy.